know there's only a few of us in the room here today. Lots more of us out watching in Revelstoke, Kelowna, online. So glad you're here today. I'm glad that God's not limited by our physicality. He's, uh, he got over that a long time ago. Eternal God everywhere, omnipresent. He's our way maker. So good. Let's come on, let's just pray this morning. Father, just thank you today that you are the way maker. You're the miracle worker. Even when the uh, world seems chaotic and even when our lives seem uncertain and feel like we can't plan ahead, God, we know that you know the future. You know what's ahead of us. You've got, you are the way maker. You are the miracle worker. And Father, right now, for every person watching today, every person in person in Kelowna or in Revelstoke or here in Vernon, watching online, God, who needs to know a miracle, needs a miracle. God, right now, you are the miracle worker. We just declare you are the miracle worker. Above and beyond what we can imagine or think, God, you're able to do today. And we thank you for that, Father. Thank you that you are who you say you are. God, we just want to open our hearts to what you want to say to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you're standing, go ahead and sit down. And if you're not standing, then just stay not standing. And that, that'd be cool. Or you can stand up if you want, if you're home. I don't care what you do. Uh, I can't see you, so it really doesn't matter a whole lot. Uh, uh, what you do at home. It's kind of one of those things. If you're here in the room, I can see you. Um, we haven't quite, uh, you know, got to the uh, big brother looking in on everybody, so thank God, and uh, glad we're not there. Uh, hey, I just, before I start today, before I talk today, I just want to say big thank you to everybody. Last week for us, uh, celebrating our 30 years as pastors of this church, uh, uh, we just felt, uh, my wife and I just feel so incredibly loved, and uh, uh, honored. It was just an amazing weekend for us. Uh, the team that really, I don't know who put it all together, but uh, had us at um, Sutton Place in Revelstoke, a and b in Lake Center, over in Sparkling Hills for a night. Uh, we were just, uh, we were just uh, I don't know how you say, lavished with gifts at every stop. It seemed like every time we'd pick up a, a new gift basket. And I, I guess what really amazed me is how many times I opened it up and it was all our favorite food. I thought, man, after 30 years, I guess some people know who we are. Uh, and, and there wasn't a bad bottle of wine in the batch. Uh, again, amazing. Uh, and uh, the other thing, and after it was all over, we, we got to sit down and read all the notes and cards and, and open the, the gifts that uh, were given to us. And uh, Kim and I just kind of sat on the bed and read the notes and cried and um, opened the gifts and cried. And uh, we're just overwhelmed. And so uh, just to... Everybody, thank you so much. Uh, it meant so much to us, and uh, being um, just all of that. So thank you again. Um, so we feel loved, feel honored, and uh, appreciate that a lot, a lot. After 30 years, it's not the emotion we always feel, um, but it was so great to feel it so much last weekend. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to just share today, uh, just, you know, this is my first service in Vernon now since 2000 or 19 or 2019 it feels like I you know it's like you know it's like forever uh who knew that seven months could be forever I saw Peyton and she's grown like at least a foot and uh and Silas like like isn't he just like a newborn like what's up with that and so it's uh so great to be able to see people in the room today and those of you that are watching online but you know uh, if you know me a little bit, uh, you know that, that I am on Instagram, and if you follow me on Instagram, you know I post regularly, not like Jeff Holmes, 
but uh, you know, I do post regularly, and uh, you know, not a lot, just scripture usually every day, a little image with the scripture, and you know, occasionally something about my grandkids. That's about the only thing that seems worth mentioning in my life some days. And, uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, even though I don't post a lot, I, I still have the notifications on my phone. I'll be working away, and all of a sudden I notice, oh, Pastor Simon McIntyre liked my photo. You know, it just kind of oh, felt good. Or, you know, 6.30 in the morning, Jeff Holmes is already on Instagram and uh, posting. You know, I like photos. It's just, I don't know. I don't know about you, but you just see that little notification come up, and it goes in, and you just, you just kind of feel a little bit better, like you like me. You know, yeah, I know it was a picture that I put up, but actually I feel like you liked me. And, uh, you know, it's this weird thing. Like, you know, I, I actually feel liked. I feel like, oh, you know, I'm... Uh, uh, somebody loves me, somebody that I, you know, it, weird. You know, when you think about it, it's, it's kind of weird, you know, so you, know, you can count on a few certain likes uh, on Instagram. You know, I can count pretty much Pastor Simon McIntyre is going to like it. A friend of mine in Atlanta, Georgia, Davis Bell, he's always going to like what I, do, what I put on there. It doesn't matter what I put on. Uh, Jeff Holomas is going to like it. Jake Martins is going to like it. But I've got to be honest, when I see one of the you know, handles of one of my grandkids, uh, Honey Starla, Wilder Wolf, you know, Maylee Skifton, I see the light come up there, it's like my whole world gets better because somehow when a grandchild likes something that you put on Instagram, it makes you feel like you're a lot cooler because somehow your kid, your grandchildren are not afraid to be identified with you in a public realm. And it's just kinda a weird thing, you know, and, and, and Sometimes you go, you know, you go, you go scrolling through, you know, your Instagram, and you're checking out who liked you. You're like, you know, I like me, and 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 it's, it's kind of this. To me, it's it's kind of this weird phenomenon. Of course, we've been living in a virtual world and an in real life world for the last while, but I'm wondering sometimes if we get a little bit too dependent on somebody else's likes. Affirmation is great, but maybe being too attached to other people's opinion and other people's affirmation and other people's love for us might be problematic, just saying. It's possible that it may be a little bit problematic and, uh, and I think we could lose our stability in life when we exchange the likes and affirmation of our online or in real life world with our heavenly Father. And we're not grounded in the love of our Heavenly Father. I want to take you to Scripture in uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. It says, uh, we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. But I just want to, this little, little phrase in there, right in the middle, it's, it's a question, or actually I'm asking a question today. The question is really, and we have put our trust in his love. My question is, really? Ha have we really put our trust in his love? Because it's pretty easy not to put our trust in his love. It's pretty easy for us to put our trust in, did you like me? Did you like my post? Did you, did you approve of what I was wearing? I, I get the once over every time I leave for church on Sunday mornings. My wife says, put everything on. I, I got to get checked over to make sure that I look acceptable. I, I, I'm actually a grown man. I can pick my own clothes. I know it's hard to believe, but I can. And, but it's somehow, it's still, you know, it's, like, it, it's still important that people like what you look like. like but if we put too much trust in that, 
do we actually put our trust in his love? Do we put our trust in God's love? I, I want to just kind of make a few suggestions today uh, to help you kind of key in on God's love. And maybe today we could just realign our, our likes to God's love instead of our world around us and the affirmation of our world around us. You know, I, uh, I, I actually really like tattoos. I don't have any, just for the record. I'm probably not going to get any because it's, like, it's not a sign of rebellion anymore. It's like, you know, if you, have tutu, if you have tattoos, you're just one of the crowd. Just saying. And, uh, you know, so the fact that I don't have tattoos sets me apart. I always want to be set apart, right? So, uh, but, you know, I, I actually really like tattoos. I appreciate them uh, a lot. In fact, uh, <laughs> I remember I got... We were on a missions trip, and uh, I, I got on this, I, I almost got in a fight with the missionary. So we'd taken a team to Haiti. And one of the guys on our missions trip, Ethan, had a lot of uh, tattoos, which were very meaningful to him. He had a lot of tattoos, and, and I, I remember this missionary standing in front of me, and he's literally vibrating in his self-righteousness. Because how could we possibly allow anyone to have a tattoo and be a Christian? I mean, you know, how could you possibly be a Christian and have a tattoo? I don't know, how could you possibly be a Christian and be so judgy? Oh, sorry, just did that come out? And, but you know, the thing is, I, I, I find that, that most people with tattoos have put a lot of thought into it. You know, it's just not a random thing. You say, oh, well, that's going to be in your body a long time. Yeah, that's why I've thought about it for so long. That's what it has meaning in. And I, I actually love asking people about their tattoos. When I meet somebody new and I notice they have a tattoo or a date, I was at an oil change I don't know, great Canadian oil change or something not that long ago, and this guy had, in Roman numerals, he had this, uh, you know, this string of Roman numerals on the inside of his arm. I said, hey, I see you've got that. What's that, what is that about? Well, like, what's it mean? And he just, his face just lit up. The moment I asked, he said, that's my little girl's birthday. Because it had meaning for him. It just, it just, it just meant a lot. I, so usually they have a lot of significance, you know, a special loved one, a, a date, an event. It just has a lot of meaning. I, I, if I were ever to get a tattoo, it would probably say elephant juice, and only my wife knows the meaning of that, so I'm going to leave that with you. And, uh, <laughs> and, but, but the reality is, is they have a lot of meaning. I ran into a guy actually not that long ago in, here in Vernon, and, you know, as usually a lot of tattoos, and I'm asking about tattoos, and there was one. It was just this black bar. You know, on his, uh, it, was, it was right about here on his, on his uh, uh, inside of his wrist, just that kind of black bar. I said, what's that black bar? He said, well, it used to have my ex-wife's name. <laughs> and now it's blacked out. <laughs> Lots of meaning in that one. Lots of meaning. There's a lot of significance. So when I, when I get that, you know, when I understand that significance of a tattoo, and then I realize that Scripture actually tells us that God has a tattoo. God has a tattoo. If you look in... If you look with me just for a few moments, in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 19, Isaiah 49, verse 19 says, I have written your name on the palms of my hand. Sounds like a tattoo to me. I have written your name on the palms of my hand. Always in my mind is a picture of Jerusalem and ruins. I've written your name on the palms of my hand. And I, and I think about this, I think God, you know, he's got on, on his hand, he holds his hands out. And in front of him, he's looking, he says, there's Curtis Middlestaff. I got your name right here, or Bob Adams, you know, or Tammy Fuller, or Alex Elvrum. He's got, he got these names, and every time he looks up, some, anytime the angels come along, he says, they say, hey, what's the meaning of that? Oh, that's somebody that I love. What's the meaning of that tattoo? Ask God, God, what's the meaning of that name? That name is somebody I, I love. 
I love so much. The devil comes along and says, what's the meaning of that name? He says, that's somebody I would die for. Right there in front of him, every time God lifts up his hands to do something, he sees your name. His love is so permanently entrenched. He's reminded himself, he's put himself in a position where he reminds himself because you're special to him. Because he loves you so much. He loves you so he's tattooed. God, God got the tattoo. Because it means, and it's your name today. I don't know where you are, I don't know where, where you are in your life today, but I want you to know that God tattooed your name on his hand so he would be constantly reminded and you would know how important you were to him how valuable you were to him. I suspect that that little girl that, of that guy that works in the oil change place, that, that little girl, every time she looks at her dad and he picks her up in his arms and she sees the tattoo, she knows that's her birthday. Every time she sees her dad and she sees that, she's reminded of what my dad did. She's reminded that he loves me so much that he put a permanent mark on his body Jesus said to Thomas, it's interesting, you know, Thomas said, you know, is that really you? And Jesus said, just look at the marks. Look at the marks, the marks of my love for you. I think it's incredible what, how much God loves us. And I, and I really just want you to let that kind of settle in on you today, that God loves you so much that you're a permanent part, a reminder, it's a special tattoo. You know, there's a couple other things just to, really just to kind of remind you of this morning and Ever had a something that you bought and in the fine print or maybe on the on the outside of it says lifetime warranty? Anybody ever buy that? You know, lifetime warranty. What the heck does that mean? As long as this product lives, we'll replace it. If it dies, you're out of luck. I mean, it just kind of seems like that. A lifetime lifetime warranty. You know, I. I, I <laughs> I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm more surprised in, in our day and age. I'm, I'm surprised when somebody honors a warranty. I, I, I had a, we bought a boat, and you know, that's what you do in the middle of coronavirus is you buy a boat in the summer. And uh, so I got a, bought a boat cover, and after, you know, I, like, you got to understand, I've never had a boat before. I, I didn't even know how to start it. I had it on the lake, started it. I didn't even know what the trim was. I didn't know any of this stuff, but we figured it out. But I, so I put this boat cover on it. Well, I, unfortunately, the boat cover, and I'll just, you know, true confession, I didn't even load the boat on the trailer properly, so we're driving away from the lake, and all of a sudden I look behind me, and the, and the boat's falling off the trailer. Like it's sliding back. I just didn't, you know, I didn't, didn't know. Uh, fortunately, my wife was riding behind, so we caught it, but, but I had this boat cover on it. Well, the boat cover, the front, the front clasp tore. Duh. Because the boat moved and the trailer didn't. Like it's, you know, now. So I... I I call up the company and just said, hey, you know, I just want to buy some replacement parts for this. And they said, oh, it's torn there, yeah? Yeah, I said, I said, oh, that's covered by warranty. Really? Like, covered by warranty? Like, that never happens. Oh, yeah, no, we'll send you another one. Like, a whole one? Like, not just the pieces? No, no, we'll send you the whole thing. Like, we'll replace it. Well, you don't need me to send the old one back? No, don't need to send the other one back. Like, that's, like, we'll just, really? Like, it's kind of shocking to me because I, I you don't expect it. And, yet, and then I read this verse. I read this verse in, in Psalm 63, verse 3, and he says, your unfailing love is better than life itself. Your unfailing love. Unfailing love is like, like lifetime warranty actually means lifetime warranty. Never fails. 
Like God says, I, my love is not just love for a lifetime, it's unfailing. <laughs> There's no conditions, it's not dependent on somebody's life, it's not dependent on your life, not dependent on his life, it just doesn't fail, it just doesn't stop loving. Doesn't matter what you do, God doesn't stop loving you. Doesn't matter where you are, God doesn't stop loving you. It Doesn't matter if you chose to stay at home today instead of coming to church, God still loves you. Doesn't matter if you chose to come to gathering today and not stay at home, God still loves you. Whether you got your mask on or you don't have a mask on, God still loves you, right? All of this stuff, God loves us in an unfailing love and it won't stop today. It doesn't just stop when we're in church. Oh, I just feel the love of God in church. You know, you can feel it tomorrow too. Because it's the same, it doesn't fail if we just grab onto it. Grab a hold of it today. Last thing, just to, just a, you know, just the, kind of the last thing, you know, God took the tattoo, I, I, I love the fact, God took the, he, I, I'm, I'm a special tattoo on God's hand. It just, that's, wow. It, God, God loves me so much, it's just never gonna stop. I think the thing that just gets me almost more than anything else is when, when I realize that God's love is without condition. You know, on Instagram, uh, when somebody likes something on my Instagram page, I kind of feel obligated to go to their Instagram feed and like something back. I'm, you know, it's just, I, I, I just do. I just, I, I don't know, maybe you don't feel that way and good for you. But I, but I, it's, it's just, I kind of feel like, you know, I get, get onto Instagram and I, you know, somebody likes it and I feel, yeah, oh, they like me, I got to, you know, like it back, you know, because I don't get, you know, it's reciprocity, right? You know. But when I start to think about God that way, it, the equation falls flat. I think, well, you know, God loves me, so I got to love him back and I got to. And then I start feeling really depressed and discouraged because I know that I don't love God the way he loves me. Yeah, I'm a professional Christian, I'm a pastor, and I still don't love God the way he loves me. Yeah, go figure. And yet the reality is that, that God loves me more. And, and here's, what, here's what Paul writes in Romans, in Romans 5 verse 8. He says, but God showed his great love for us. He showed his great love. This is a demonstration of his unconditional, non-dependent on you love. Showed his great love for us by sending Jesus, by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Now that significance of that verse is while we were still sinners basically means while we didn't want anything to do with God, God still loved us. Here's a good thing. Here's a, like here's the, to me the hidden hidden gem in this. So before we knew Jesus, he loved us. And even now when we don't make a whole bunch of mistakes and we falter and we don't love him the way we wish we would, he still loves us. He doesn't stop liking our life just because we're not liking his enough. There's no reciprocity. It's unconditional. Amazes me. Amazes me that God loves us so much. You know, I, just as we kind of get to the end of, of the service, whether you're online or in person in one of our gatherings, and you know, I, and, and I know that, that in our gatherings right now, it, everything feels weird. I mean, I, I, you know, those of you that are here in Vernon, and those of you online, you can't see, but you know, here I'm looking at a 250-seat auditorium with 25 people in it. 
It feels weird. We like full. We like close together. We like all that stuff. In fact, I had to get, um, how would we say, advised this morning that I needed to keep my distance from people. Six feet on platform, I'm away, you know, good. Or put a mask on, yeah, that's okay, because we forget. We, and when it feels weird, sometimes it throws everything else in our life out of kilter. So much going to grocery store, going to the mechanic, going to church, all feels weird. But God didn't stop loving us. Just because we're saying, like, I'm having a hard time connecting in church. Worship's hard when there's not as many people there. But God's love doesn't change. We've been sitting at home, some of us, for months watching service online and saying, man, I'm just having a hard time connecting. God hasn't had difficulty loving. <laughs> Keeps looking at his hands and there's that special person, Kimberly Olson, right there. There's Courtney Peoples, I see her name right there. Nathan Weston, right there. Every time he does this, just love just pours out. If we just sit back and remember today that our God loves us in a way that's not dependent on whether we liked him. Come on, let me pray for us this morning before I turn it over to Pastor Kimberly. God, I want to thank you today that you are a God that loves us with everlasting love. And though our world may be upside down, turned around, different from what it was, your love has never changed. You have such a secure love, an unconditional love. And Father, I just feel special today. Lord, I pray that every person today would just feel special in your eyes, knowing that you engraved their name on your hand. So you could be reminded, so you could remind the angels, so the angels could ask and say, what's that name? And you can go on and on bragging about the people you love. When the devil comes along and asks, what's that name? You can go on and say, yeah, these are people I'm willing to die for. Because you did. Father, I just pray today that we'd experience your love. And just this morning, maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're in one of the services, one of our gatherings. But you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And when I'm talking about this relationship and the special love of God, you'd say, you know, I, I haven't really ever encountered God that way. Can I just in the last moment, can I just pray for you? Because if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, the most important thing, the thing that's most valuable to him is that he just wants to know 